Hey tribe, it's Nixie Marie. You're listening to New Earth, a podcast where each week we explore the relationship between spirituality and sustainability and how these topics play an important role in the evolution of humankind. Together, we aim to remember our connection with Mother Nature to heal ourselves and save our planet. Hello, Earthlings. Welcome back to the podcast. I have been so out of rhythm with this podcasting world, and I just want to acknowledge that I am, I've been taking some really extended breaks, and thank you guys for just being here and showing up and, you know, being excited when I come back, and, you know, I've really been sitting with a lot of different projects, so I'm back home in my Topanga house. It is now summer, and I usually make my summer migration from Mexico to, uh, to back to home in California. Although I've had so many homes now at this point, I'm like, what is home really? And does this all resonate? It's such a very interesting experience being in so much transition and traveling six months out of the year and then kind of rooting down. So now that I'm rooting down, I'm recommitting to this podcasting and um, I have a lot of actually really good interviews that I have recorded and they're ready to be birthed out into the world. So get ready, you guys. And I've, I've got some ideas on some topics I want to explore and dive into this this season. We're going to be doing a summer season and kind of back to the weekly um, episodes and I'm saying that to hold myself fully accountable now because it's you know always a little challenging I actually started a YouTube channel you guys I don't know if you know this but I've really been working so much more diligently on focused on my feng shui um, consulting and teaching so if you guys are interested in seeing me in a whole new light more in person and uh, really just to get to see my personality I guess more I have a YouTube channel and you can just find it under Nixie Marie. And um, I accidentally actually think I have two, but the one that has all of the videos up, that is the one you want to follow. So if you type in Nixie Marie, I'm pretty sure Nixie Marie Feng Shui, that should be the one that comes up. So please go ahead and follow me. I'll also put the link in the description. I've really been practicing posting weekly every Friday. I do a little Feng Shui Fridays, giving some tips and tricks. And I've been also doing these monthly masterclasses. So for anyone that has participated, I actually met some of you guys in the last masterclass that I did. And it was really fun to circle back and, you know, you guys know me if you have connected with me during any of my classes or back in the day when I had a mastermind. I really love being able to see you in person and um, be able to connect. So I'm taking a little bit of that online, behind the scenes, more in person, more, more, you know, video content because it's so important now. And I really enjoy doing the feng shui videos. They're really fun. So head on over there to my YouTube and I make announcements there as well. 
in regards to my monthly master classes where I pick a topic surrounding feng shui and we dive into it. This month uh, or this coming month, this August, I do them every first Saturday of the month at 11 a.m. PST. So this one is actually going to be on the topic of one of my favorites, love and relationships, and how you can use feng shui to enhance your love corner. This is a, this is a one, this is a topic I get asked all the time, along with how to enhance your money section. So please check it out. I'll also put the description, the link in the description, and you can please join me. It's going to be really fun. And I've actually been watching this Netflix series called How to Build a Sex Room. It has totally been inspiring me, and I think it's a really fun spin sort of on, you know, romance and intimacy and the importance of it in our relationships, both with ourselves and in our partnerships. So I'm going to be bringing a little bit of fun, intimate, uh, sexy, maybe some kink into that workshop. So please join me. Um, it's going to be again August August, not I think I said August 1st, but it's actually August 7th. Sorry, August 6th, the first Saturday of uh, this coming month at 11 a.m. PST, which is really weird because I'm looking at my calendar now and it's not showing up, which is very strange. But I do it the first Saturday of every month. So we're going to be getting into that. It's going to be extremely fun. I cannot wait to meet some of you guys if you're interested in the topic surrounding feng shui and how important it is to create that sacred space in your environment. Definitely join in. I always like to go over the basics. So if you're new to feng shui, it's totally perfect to drop in. If you're kind of more an intermediate or ba- or whatever, there's just so much to explore and there's always more to do because our houses are constantly an evolving masterpiece, right? So anyways, um, today I have a lovely guest uh, on the show today. He's actually been a guest before here on the podcast, and I'm so honored to have him back on because he is celebrating a very big, big launch, and we thought we'd have him on to discuss his recent book. So we have George Lizos in the house today. George Lizos, for those of you that don't know who he is, is a spiritual teacher, intuitive healer, and passionate about helping lightworkers to follow their purpose in creating positive change in the world. He's the number one best-selling author of Lightworkers Gotta Work and Be the Guru, creator of Intuition Mastery School, and host of the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Follow George um, over on his journey at George Lizos and his new book that he has released, which I just got myself a copy of. I'm super excited. It's called Protect Your Light, a practical guide to energy protection, cleansing, and cutting cords which is very important right now. I think there's so much to explore around the, the, the really important way to protect your light. And so we dive into that today. We go into so many beautiful topics and how to really, for any of you guys that are new to the benefits of energy protection, we dive into some of the beautiful ways that you can do this in your life and how to really tap into the elementals and we I don't we totally went there like how do you tap into the elementals that are so important in the earth and how important it is to connect to the earth in the sense of protection and grounding 
and that the earth is this OG energy protector and therefore really partnering with the earth and her elementals. It is a really powerful way to protect our energy. So, I mean, it's so important. The elementals have secured the earth's vitality for 4.5 billion years. And I think it's something to be said for how we can leverage their cleansing and shielding process too. So we bring in a little bit of woo, of course, and a little bit of earthy grounding energy as always like we do here on new earth podcast so i'm very excited and honored to welcome the lovely george lizo in the house today welcome to the show george hi nixie i'm so grateful to be here and i can't wait for our chat George is here with us today because we had him a while ago, back when we had I Am Goddess Collective as the the podcast, and we've done some work together up until that point, but I always love reconnecting with, you know, someone who I've been able to sit with before and kind of get the updates, get the juice, like what have you been up to? I know you've got something really exciting to share with us today, so um, before we get started into everything that we're going to explore with the work that you're doing, I would love for you to tell me, um, you know... How do you connect to the land that you live on? Ooh, uh, that's such a powerful question. I believe, and that's something that I talk about briefly in Protect Your Light, my new book, is that we have connections to different lands depending on the different connections we've had throughout our multiple lives. So we have energetic cords that connect us to the land that we were born in. We have connections that connect us to the land we've had strong, significant past lives in. We have connections to the land of our ancestors. And as a result, we have different ways of connecting to those lands. The way that I practice my connection to my land, which is here in Cyprus, is I am a Greek pagan priest. So I'm part of the um, of a group of people that still honor the ancient religion of Greece and Cyprus that honors the Greek gods and goddesses that connects with the earth that way. So I do my, my monthly rituals where I follow the cycles of the earth according to the ancient Greeks and honoring different deities that are earth-based. And in this way, I get to experience myself or try to experience myself as an extension of the earth while at the same time honoring the earth for everything it's provided to us and keeps on doing so. Mm, that is so beautiful. I love that. What got you into that path? It's a funny story because I was in London <laughs> working a full-time job and essentially, I thought that was like years after I was already on my spiritual path. And I thought I had overcome patriarchy in a way. I got on my spiritual path. I embraced the divine feminine. I'm like, great, I'm doing it. And then I found myself in a point in time where I was working full time, coming home, and then working on my business part time. And therefore, abusing my masculine energy. So I had a breakdown where one day I woke up and I couldn't move my body because I was so exhausted. And I'm like, oh my goodness, oh my goddess, I have been abusing my feminine, my masculine energy. And yeah. because patriarchy is so embedded into the structure of our lives and of our world, I didn't know that it was still controlling me in a subversive way. So long story short, I went to Glastonbury, which is a magical town in the UK, and I, I did a past life regression, which led me into connecting with the goddess work. And I connected to the goddess temple there that were all about the Celtic goddesses. And although I, I love and I appreciate that tradition, I'm like, I'm not 
of the Celtic tradition in this lifetime at least. So I don't feel as connected to it. So I wonder if there is a connection, the same kind of temple, the same kind of tradition around ancient Greece and ancient Cyprus. And that's why I Googled that night and I found out they were doing their first ever priesthood training in the old Greek religion because it had just been legalized in Greece by the state for the old religion to be recognized as an official religion. So on that night, I booked my ticket to Athens. I traveled to Athens three months later and I trained. Meant to be. That is incredible. Wow. What a journey. Amazing. Is there any specific um, deities that you really connect with that you work yes. with every day? My go-to god that I work with is Apollo. And, uh, and of course, Aphrodite, because according to the myth, Aphrodite was born here in Cyprus. So we have temples, the, the biggest ancient temple of Aphrodite is here. So it's this connection to what are the gods and the deities, by the way, they are the functions of the universe. So whatever universal function there is, like in the earth, in the universe, there is a guardian deity that is literally the embodiment and the representation of that. So Apollo is the light. It's all about inspiration and guidance and connecting to music and your, and your, and your creativity. Aphrodite is more than just beauty and sex. It's the energy of creation. It's the mingling of masculine and feminine energy that gives form to life. It's all of that. It's so beautiful. And, you know, before we were even recording, we were talking a little bit about how important it is to be grounded and really protect our energies. And I feel like when we work with these deities and we really sit in prayer and we have those moments where we can really connect to our higher self, where we're really activating our own grid of, of protection. And I know this has been such a big topic for you to be really stepping into. And I think it's a good one because in today's world, we are so, it is so important that we protect our light. So basically in my book, Protect Your Light, I talk about Mother Earth being the OG energy protector because she's been here for 4.5 billion years. We've been here a blink of an eyesight in the Earth's time timeline. So the elementals, the deities of the Earth, the nature spirits and the Earth's processes have been working tirelessly to let go of toxins, to cleanse out the destruction and to maintain the Earth's vitality. So I believe wholeheartedly that when we connect with the Earth, we can leverage and we can partner with the cleansing and shielding qualities of the Earth by working with literally the elements of the earth, but also the spirits of the earth the nature spirits and the elementals to cleanse and protect our energy. That's why grounding is, in my opinion, one of the most important steps of protecting your energy because you're connecting with the earth and you're sending out the, the, the signal to the universe and to people that, you know what, I am protected by the earth. I feel home within my body on this planet. Nobody can touch me. It's so important. And maybe for those who are new to the grounding um, practices, what are some of the basic 101 techniques that you can give us to really understand how we can ground our energies? Because I don't know about you and everyone listening here, but lately my anxiety has been higher than ever and I have to do more than I ever have to stay grounded and be in my body and be intentional and let that anxiety subside. You know, and it, it may be the collective chaos that's going on, the 
things that are shifting. But I think that these, again, these tools are so important. So George, tell us like what are some basic techniques that we can do and our listeners here to stay grounded? Such an important question. So in my book, Protect Your Light, I share a seven step system to protecting our energy. One of those steps is grounding and also centering. Now, I'm going to talk about both because they're used interchangeably, usually in spiritual culture and in books that I've read, but they're not the same because centering is all about ensuring that all aspects of you, we have this aura with the seven different layers. It's about ensuring that all parts of us occupy the same space within our physical body. Essentially that our emotions, our thoughts, our physical body are all here. And it's not just our bodies here and our thoughts are somewhere else and our emotions are somewhere else because that leaves our energy ungrounded at the same time uncentered and vulnerable and then grounding is all about connecting with the earth so how do we ground grounding and all type of energy work works with intention so the way I like to do it, there are many processes out there the way I like to do it I like to visualize an energetic cord extend from the root chakra which is at the basis of the spine reach out down into the earth go through different layers of soil and rock and crystal caves. And it's important to visualize those while you're doing that because you're, you're connecting with the energy of the earth as you're doing so. Keep going down until it reaches the center of the earth. Tie that cord around the earth's core. And then that cord has two channels. One channel allows negative energy from your own body to flush out through this core and be transmuted by the earth. And the other channel allows life force grounding energy from the earth to rise up through this core and flow through our entire body, creating this energetic connection with the earth. So when, what we're doing while we're practicing this process and any other grounding process is we are aligning, we're entraining our energy to the energy of the earth. So we're matching our vibrational frequencies and therefore we'll feel safe and protected. Yeah, it's it's so important to feel that connection. And we were even saying, you know, beforehand how often we are in our minds, in our bodies, trying to get out of our bodies, escape our bodies, whether that be numbing out or just wanting to disassociate. And what's so beautiful is you said something earlier that really struck a chord and it was it was that there's so much to learn here on the earth. Yes. Oh my God. I mean, I love connecting with the ether and with the angels and with like intergalactic frequencies and star seeds and all of that. It's wonderful. But at the same time, I'm a little bit selfish, like for the earth. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? We were born here for a reason. Yes, in past lives, we may have lived in other planets. In past lives, we may have been different kinds of spirits and entities. But right here, right now, we're on this planet sharing this human Earth-based experience. What about the, the 4.5 billion years of wisdom that the Earth has amassed? Why not reach down into the Earth and yes. not just reach up into the sky and higher vibrational frequencies. Why not learn from the earth elementals? Why not learn from the dragons and the mermaids and the gnomes and the sylphs and the dryads? When you go back to like ancient Greek and Roman and all the Celtic and, and, and pagan traditions, you see those spirits mentioned because they had a relationship with the land. People didn't just see a tree. 
people saw the dryad of the tree. They had a relationship with the tree. They didn't just see a mermaid, sorry, the, the, the sea, they saw the mermaids. And every single aspect of the sea, the, the glistening of, uh, of the sun on the water was a specific kind of goddess. The, the foaming part of the water was a different kind of goddess. Imagine if we had that kind of relationship with the earth. And guess what? We can. That knowledge has not been lost. The elementals are reaching out to us, extending a branch, wanting to communicate with us because they want us to survive. I studied geography for my first degree, so I, I studied the earth from an, a scientific perspective as well. And something that my teachers always told me that struck a chord with me as well was, they were like, George, it's not about saving planet earth. It's about saving the human race because the planet has been here for 4.5 billion years and it will still keep being here even if that means kicking us out. But the elementals don't want us out because they see the benefit that we bring to the planet. They see the expansion of consciousness we bring to the planet. They want us to stay and that's why they reach out wanting to partner with us so we can coexist peacefully. So well said, George. I mean, this is just giving me so much chills because this is the stuff that I really think about all the time, you know, and I, I'm very connected to the fairy realm. And so I work with them yes. a lot and it, it kind of started with just a simple whisper and then it got louder and it, and it always just kind of felt that there was something present. And, you know, I think that's a whole nother topic of conversation of really how we can even begin to work yes. with them. But I will say that there is there all over and all around us. And you put it so gracefully with just looking at the tree and looking deeper into the roots of what's really there, not just the tree, you know, and this is very much a Native American way of looking at things as well. And we, I fully believe that in order for us to heal our planet and heal ourselves, we've got to go back to these ancient ways. We've got to look to the earth and see how we can be in service to her. And as a light worker, that is part of us. That is part of what we're here to do and here to serve. So what I what I'm so curious about too within this conversation is, you know, when we are out there in the world doing our thing, we're in service, we're being the best versions of ourselves. But then life hits us and we get, mm. you know, hit by a car, we get sick, we get all these things. And I think this is what really becomes the challenge or a pandemic hits or something, you know? And so how yes. do we still protect ourselves during the times in which life really takes us really hard and we're kind of thrown off our course? Perfect question. So I will start by introducing the way I define energy protection because it's going to make perfect sense with this question. So in Protect Your Light, I define energy protection as the art of being energetically authentic. It's about ensuring that what's ours is ours and what's theirs is theirs. It's about knowing how to bring ourselves back into alignment when we are in misalignment. So essentially, we all have an energetic field. I call it in the book the energy immune system that's made up of these chakras and the aura. And as we go through life and as we interact with people both offline and online because digital energy protection is also a thing and I talk about that in the book we're going to we can talk about it later. But as we interact with people we attract different types of stuff. I call them energetic attachments that clutter our energy field. And if they pile up they eventually can cause energy attack and have a so many different types of symptoms that prevent us from experiencing our authenticity. So as we go through life and something happens, 
we have energetic imbalances within our energy field. So it's just a matter of knowing what kind of tool we can pull from our toolkit to bring ourselves back home based on what exactly happened. Now, in the spiritual community, people love to talk about the freaking white light. Shield yourself with white light. It feels like the, the one size fits all kind of shield. Whatever happens, shield yourself with white light. It is a powerful shield. I talk about in the book why, but we've gone, we, our society has become increasingly more complex. Our world has become increasingly more interconnected. We spend so much more time online than we used to in the past. We need to evolve our spiritual toolkit to adjust to the complexity of our lives. That's why in the book I have different types of tools, different cleansing tools, different shields. I distinguish between repelling shields, amplifying shields, transmuting shields, layering shields to know how to deal with complex situations that come up. When someone attacks you verbally or physically, there's a different kind of shield you can use to when you're going out in the movies, for example, or when a pandemic uh, happens, or when you get hit by a car, or whatever happens in your life. So it's just about having this sensitivity and approaching energy protection as a system of bringing ourselves back home and, and using the right tools to guide yourself there. Amazing. I think that that is so smart to think of that in the way in which we are evolving. We need to evolve our spiritual practice because I kind of, I don't know about you, but I've actually lately gotten a little bored with some of the toolkits, the toolbox that I've had, you know, over the last few years, it's just kind of been, ah, well, cool. That's there. But what else is there? Because we're, we're evolving and you kind of just brought that light bulb yes. on for me is you're right we're online so much more you know and now we're being exposed to a lot more energies we're on social media we're on zoom we don't know what's going on i can often feel a lot on social media if i'm on it you know a period of time so how do we even begin is there is there a process that you like to recommend that we can do when we're online or when we're offline or yes so basically, in Protect Your Light, I talk about the seven-step system of energy protection, but I'm going to tone it down to the basic three steps that anyone can use. The basic three steps of energy protection are identify, clear, and shield. Let's talk about it. Identify, it's about tuning into our energetic field to identify what kind of energetic attachments are cluttering our energy field. Many people skip this step because they're like, oh, I'm not intuitive enough. How can I see, like I can't scan myself. Like, how do I do this? But I thought about it. That's why I've created a free online workshop called Psychic Scanning Workshop that anyone can get for free when they order my book. And you can go to protectyourlightbook.com. When you get the book, you also get access to that workshop so you know how to turn on your psychic vision, scan your body, identify all the different energetic attachments that are there so you can clear them. So when you know what's there, you know what tools to use to clear that. Because if you have a toxic cord of attachment to someone, you're going to use a different tool to release that if you had something different than if you had something different, such as, for example, a psychic dagger of attack or jealousy that another person has sent to you. So there are different types of energy attachments and the way to clear them and release them and protect yourself from them are quite different. Step number two is all about clearing or cleansing. And it's about leveraging practices. I prioritize practices that have to do with the earth to clear and protect them. 
And also I talk about our personal energy protection power because it's very important to realize that our energy protection power is not, does not belong to the tools we use or the deities we work with. It's all our power and those tools and deities are simply extensions and are complementary to our own energy protection power. It's through our intention that we allow ourselves to connect with those frequencies and therefore clear ourselves. So cleansing tools can include taking cleansing showers or using the normal one like Palo Santo, um, saging, etc. But I talk about using a dragon's breath and working with the mermaids and how to work with the sylphs, the, the, the wind spirits yeah. to do so. I go into like elemental practices of how to cleanse. Mm. And then after we've cleansed, we shield. The mistake people do is they shield before cleansing. They don't, they skip steps number one and two. They don't cleanse and they're like, oh, I'm shielding myself and I'm protected. When we shield before first clearing, we are shielding all the energy attachments in our energy field. We're shielding them in and we're preventing them from being released. So shielding is about leveraging different frequencies of light as well as earth practices to create, to empower and amplify or repel or transmute energies that are coming towards us by empowering and strengthening our energetic field with those kinds of frequencies. And to give you an idea of a kind of elemental based shield that I use, I, I teach, for example, how to shield yourself with fire or how to shield yourself with a forest energy, or how to shield yourself with water. And different kinds of elemental shields have different kinds of frequencies and work for different circumstances. Well, as a fellow mermaid, I am so curious on what this mermaid shield is all about. How do you, can you give us a little bit of a secret so, on this one from your book? <laughs> yes, of course. So when you shield that the water shield is a transmuting shield so think of water when you like drop like something in the water it just disperses it gets transmuted so energy shields that have to do with water and therefore a water shield all around you has to do with transmuting negative emotions so if you are in a situation where you're in a family meeting let's say it's um it's thanksgiving or it's christmas and you're surrounded by family and we all know how intense it can get it's great it's a great idea to shield yourself with a mermaid water shield so you're, you read literally close your eyes and visualize yourself surrounded by a globe of water what this does as the the emotions and the thoughts and, and the words are being thrown away like energetically and like verbally in, in a room of people, the as they come towards you, they just get caught in this water and the water transmutes it. So think of the water like a whirlwind around you and it's constantly catching those emotions, transmuting them. And what's, what's amazing about transmuting shields is that they don't just block the energy, they change it. To something more positive so it comes into your energy field more subtly and you don't end up feeling drained or overwhelmed or triggered that was awesome thank you i love that i just went into it it was so beautiful and i hope you guys joined us there um, what a great little practice and um i think that that's actually really something that you know water when we look to water obviously you know i am a feng shui uh, advocate and really love to explore how the elements can what more the elements can do really right there's so many ways that these elements the elementals can really support us in our lives and 
the thing is, is like earlier we were speaking on them being, you know, they're there, they want us here. But the sad thing is when we don't connect with them, they get lonely. They do. You know, so they we've got to reactivate these connections and our, our relationship to these elements because I feel as if if we don't, we're doing a disservice to not, uh, again, the planet. And this is what makes sometimes me feel that this energetic frequency of the planet feels a little dense and dry. And a lot of the different types of natural disasters start to occur is because we're not connecting to the magic, the mystery, the the world that is right in front of us that we can't often see, but really is felt. And maybe some of us can't see it. When we really look. Yes. A really, a really fun tool to maintain our connection with the earth is setting up an elemental altar in your house. I have one right behind me. And every single day, it's just a matter of just gathering together a few like elemental like uh, gifts that you find, like the elementals give you when you go out in nature, like a pine cone or just something like a pebble, something you find from nature and maybe some statues, some like fairy paintings, whatever helps you connect to the elementals. And just simply spending some time every single morning, like a mindful moment to light up a handle to acknowledge the elementals then that's a beautiful way to do it the way i do it is i have my altar to pan who is the god of nature and like the the, the wilderness so just by by seeing the statue of pan that i have on my altar i'm like i'm there i'm in a forest with pan right now i feel the mermaids sorry the, i feel the the, the the fairies all around me and the and the gnomes and the dryers coming to life it's a powerful visual. I love making fairy or seeing fairy gardens when I'm in my home in Topanga. It is one of the most beautiful things about that area. There's so many different fairy gardens that are kind of hiding on the hikes um, or just setting up little things in the areas and giving offerings to them, which is really how I deepened my practice in working with them. And, you know, they really give back. And it's so beautiful to have that communionship with these these little these little vortexes of energy because that's kind of what i like to describe them as because it's not really like we could see in our in our eyes right what a fairy what a gnome what a mermaid has been painted as in our physical reality but they could look completely different and really it's a it's a consciousness because we're all a stream of consciousness so to me they're like this beautiful fun whimsical but they can be tricky too they'll come in and take your things um, and hide them and move them around <laughs> the gnomes will do that too but you know will. It, it, it's so powerful when we regain that connection with them and this is just such a lovely conversation to really remember and remind you all out there listening that you too can easily go and connect to them and protect yourself in this wild world that we are in because now more than ever, it's so important for us as lightworkers and as earth, earth workers to really heal ourselves and the planet. And, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, George, on why you, why you feel it's really important for us to practice these protection techniques. It's really important because as light workers, we have a purpose and our purpose is important. We are here as spiritual beings to create massive change in the world. We're not just here to maintain the status quo. 
we're here to upgrade the Earth's frequency, to ascend the vibration of the planet. In my second book, Lightworkers Gotta Work, I, do, I coined the term essential lightworkers, which is this group of lightworkers that have been, have been incarnating over and over again for the purpose of raising the vibration of the planet. So because our life purpose is so important, we need to ensure that our energy is clean and authentic from other people's thoughts, emotions, and beliefs so that we can channel our purpose and so that we can channel the direct guidance from our source from our own soul that will allow us to follow and fulfill it. Because if we have all these foreign energies cluttering our energy field, we end up thinking other people's thoughts, feeling other people's emotions, behaving in ways that are not in alignment with who we really are, and then we're living other people's purposes. And many of us, before our spiritual path, we've been in situations where we just lived other people's lives. We did what they wanted us to do. We went to school, we got the grades, we went to university, we got the job. We expected to be happy and we weren't. So it's all about energy protection. It's all about taking your life back. Such an incredible reminder and so true because we are very sensitive beings. A lot of you listeners out there, I know you are so much more sensitive and empathic and we, we all are really, we just, some of us have that heightened awareness of that sensitivity, right? And energy is energy. Energy doesn't lie. Energy tells us what we make up, whether it's thought, form, shape, words, actions, and that's what really makes up our, our reality and our environment. So this is just a great reminder if you haven't heard it before, or maybe you've just kind of gotten on this journey to protect yourself. Um, this is a this is it. This is your sign. It is time to cleanse and protect and be in your purpose. But that is that what you just said right there, bringing in that awareness to if we are not in our own thoughts, words, actions, we are going to be living as another person's purpose. Guys, this is this is are you taking notes? <laughs> it's so true. It's so real. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, I mean, we, we don't realize it because it's so unconscious. We will live with the same limiting thoughts and beliefs and emotions for so long that we don't challenge them. And we just think, oh, this is just who I am. We just say, this is just who I am. This is how everybody lives their life around me. So there's nobody there to challenge it. So it's only when someone like us <laughs> like tells you like, okay, you know what? Wake up. <laughs> there is stuff there that's not yours, that you're holding on to, that are preventing you from being in alignment with who you really are, that you have this, this, this inkling to start discovering it, to go deeper, to start identifying them and releasing them. And it's really powerful to see what is underneath all those layers because we're actually so yes. unique. Now, I, I want to share, yes, yes. Something that I am really passionate about teaching and I have a, a chapter in Protect Your Light called, it's not about, it's all attraction. It's not about assertion. So essentially, my perspective on energy protection is very empowering in the sense that I don't want people to victimize themselves. Oh, I'm being attacked by spirits and people are out to get me. If you're being attacked energetically, it's because you're letting that in. It's a tough pill to swallow, but I have to swallow it as well. Whenever I find myself energetically attacked, I ask myself, what within me is allowing this to happen? Because whenever there is some kind of energy attack, 
chances are there is a limiting belief conditioning trauma behind it that made your energy vulnerable to that so yes use the toolkit to protect yourself in the moment bring yourself back home but then to the real work of going within and asking the tough questions what do you believe about yourself that's causing this to happen i had the experience of that a few couple of months ago I was attacked by a quote-unquote demon. I only use this word very carefully just because people relate with this word, I understand this word, but it's cultural appropriation. The word demon comes from the Greek, ancient Greek word demonas, and demonas were light, beings of light, entities of light, very much like what angels are. But then when Christianity took over, they took the terms of the pagan religions and changed them. And therefore they made the word demon sound like it's really bad. What I mean by demons are low-level entities, really low-level entities that are manifestations of collective fear. They don't have a sense of beingness, it's just fear. But because I had watched The Conjuring a week before, <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, I never came into like, it. I never interacted with like these kind of spirits. I should, it's my job, like I should know how to handle them. A week later, I kept getting attacked in my dreams. I had nightmares of spirits chasing me. I kept using my own tools to protect myself and nothing was happening. I'm like, hmm, what's happening here? Until the third day where I had this dream of this spirit chasing me and ended up biting me on the, on the stomach. So in that moment, I woke wow. up jolting out of bed with wow. searing pain on my stomach. I turned to see my stomach. Oh my I gosh. had a bite mark, Ooh. physical bite mark with blood. I'm like, this has gotten out of hand. I've clearly manifested this because I opened myself up to it. So let's see how I'm going to protect myself. And I went through the seven step system in the book and I cleared that entity and I protected myself in the moment. But then I had to ask myself the tough question, George, why did you let that in? What was there? And I realized what was there, it was fear. It was fear of success. It was fear of what am I doing, putting this process out into the world? Who am I to do it? Imposter syndrome. Yeah. So all these limiting beliefs that I had thought I cleared still cropped up because guess what? There are layers to our limiting beliefs and we're not ready to see all the layers at once. So it's the, the courageous part of doing the work of being willing to put yourself in the forefront and be like, you know what? I did this <laughs> and let's work through it. I love the way you it. put that because and thank you for putting that in because it's so important that we realize how powerful, how powerful our thoughts are and how we manifest them in the multitude of ways, whether it's a demon biting us on the, the stomach or it's um, the way that our environment is excessively cluttered. You know, there's, there's signs all around us that are telling us what our thoughts and where our thoughts are. And the thing is, when you have that level of awareness and you start to pay attention, you start to notice, you get that tool, you get the tool of awareness, which is the gift in and of itself. And it's also a blessing and a curse because sometimes having that awareness is like, can I just take that sight off sometimes? Because I just want to sit on the couch and eat bonbons and not give a shit. <laughs> but if we're here to do the work and we signed up, then we've got to really embrace that level of awareness and go within and ask ourselves, where am I showing up in all this? Where are my thoughts? Journal see it in your dreams you know there's so many ways to tap into the thought forum and start to work through what it is that you're telling yourself or what that story is that you believe 
Yes. You know. I end I end protect your light by saying that the work starts now. Because many people think like the energy work is the work. But no, the energy work is the beginning of the work. <laughs> it just reorganizes your energy and then all hell breaks loose. Then you have to do the cognitive work, the emotional work, the physical work. Like healing is multidimensional. Isn't that the truth? It's never over. It never ends. It just all gets deeper and deeper into the abyss of our own consciousness and, and stories. And it's really beautiful. And that's what we're here to do. You know, we're here to unpack it all. That's the beauty of being human. So. Exactly. Well, George, this has been so lovely. It's so great to connect with you again. And I love what you're, what you've created. This book sounds just what the world needs right now to really be able to be empowered, you know, this this level of empowerment that comes from a, a deeper place of taking our energy back. It's really beautiful. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure to, to be here again and chat about something I'm so passionate about. And for those of you who are interested, make sure to check out Protect Your Light and you can go to protectyourlightbook.com to get the free workshop as well. And I look forward to hanging with everyone on, on Instagram as well. I'm George, at George Lisa's there. And thank you so much again for having me, Nixie. You're I'm so, so grateful. welcome. I have one more question for you before we say our goodbyes. Yes. So you can get as creative, as imaginative, as playful with this answer as you'd like. Um, but if you're to tap into the vision of the new earth, what would that look like, feel like? Mm. What would you see in that vision? It's crystal clear to me and I love it. And, it, and, I, and I'm very positive that it's happening because I trust in, in us. I trust in humanity to make this happen. The, new, the vision for the new world, from my perspective at least, it's a world where there are still contrasts, there are still people that have different opinions, but it's becoming less and less. It's not a stark contrast of what we're experiencing right now. There is still duality because that is the essence of the planet, but this duality is lessening and this duality is more refined. And as a result, we're more we manifest good stuff more easily. It's just, it gets better and better and better and better. Of course, there is some contrast that needs to create the desire for this better outcome, but it gets increasingly better. If I had to sum it up in a phrase, the new world, the new earth is increasingly better because you can never be perfect and we don't want it to be perfect, otherwise it would, it would be so boring. I mean, perfection is the spirit world. We're here to play. We're here to create. We're here to like mingle and disagree and just create new stuff. But it's increasingly I better. I love that. That's so simple. It's just better. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. Yeah. It's just lighter, more peaceful, more fun. But also the, the bad stuff, the, the, yeah. the, the ugly stuff. But it just increases well, all of the that better. is part of this human experience, you know, and I think that's the beauty of it. it yes. is never, it's never just the light. It's never just the shadow. It's always both. And I love that that's just kind of the way that we can look forward to and hope for that. So I'm holding that vision as well as everyone here with you together. And guess who gets to make it better? We do. Yes. We get to make it better. Lightworkers got to freaking work. What did you say at the end of your book? It starts now. 
The end. Yeah, the the work, the, the work starts, starts now. now at the end of the book. All right. Well, you all have your assignment. <laughs> the work starts now. Thank you all for being here. It has been such a pleasure. And please go check out George's new book. And I personally can't wait to check it out. I'm I'm really curious to connect more to those elementals we spoke on and to deepen my personal practice with my spiritual toolkit because there's always room for more. I love you all so much. Thank you for being here. And I will see you all next week. Bye for now. Bye, George. Bye-bye.